The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Yeah, we, we induce a demise, an injury or a demise. What does demise mean? Um, death. We use a combination suction. of suction and then real instruments to literally go in and grab and pull pieces out. Lila Rose continues to expose the horrors of what goes on in abortion clinics and the devastation that happens when a society does not value life. We have to change. If we don't change this, what good is anything if we're slaughtering our children? Yes, and our audience is excited for good reason. Lila Rose is with us. Now, I believe that there are people who have just a special touch on their life and a, a supernatural enabling to do something so very important and, and really courageous, not only based on, on absolute compassion expressions, but courage as well as, as wisdom in how you approach it so that you can expose evil and evil's intent, deadly intent, deceptive and deadly intent, and expose it in such a way that you can overcome it so that people actually know what the problem looks like and deal with it. And Lila Rose has done that with live action. And you can go to her website, and there it is on the screen, and see what she's doing. And we're going to let you actually see some of the things that she's been doing. But I believe she is gifted to save innocent lives. I believe she's gifted to refocus the thinking of the church, Catholic and Protestant people who claim to know God, those who've been born supernaturally, not just born once, but born supernaturally in a relationship with God, and they are the body of Christ. She's speaking to the whole body of Christ, but she's also speaking to a nation that's been led astray. And we are seeing in our day a holocaust of the most awful order, and, and she proves that. Would you welcome Lila Rose to life today? Lila, good to see you. I, I, mentioned, I mentioned your courage, and I mentioned, when did you get the burden and vision to do what you have boldly done now for several years? When did you get that vision? It's been a journey, but I'm 26 now. My first real inspiration was when I was nine, and I found a book in my parents' house growing up in California about abortion. And it had an image in the book, several images, that showed what happened to victims of abortion. So you can see, I remember looking at this at nine years old, a child in the first trimester, newly formed arms and legs, a newly formed tiny face, 10 weeks old, who'd been killed by abortion. And it pierced my heart. I'm a child, I'm nine years old. I don't, I, I, I felt loved growing up. I thought kids were safe and I realized children aren't safe in this country, over 3,000 abortions every day in our nation. So as I got older and learned more and started to understand all the different other issues surrounding this, I felt called to have to do something. So as a young teenager, I said, I'm, I'm committing my life to do something to save lives. So you actually saw not tissue, not a mere, quote, at most, a fetus, which people are now saying, quit having a love affair with the fetus. That's what some great smart, smart aleck has to say that don't have a love affair with the fetus. It's not a mere tissue. It's exactly what you saw. 
It is a beautiful, it's a human being, unrepeatable, that God knew from the moment of conception. And you saw this as a modern day Holocaust. At least as you grew older, you began to mm -hmm. see that. There's the millions and millions of little lives. And you know my story. My, my mother was raped as a hospice type nurse. She asked a doctor to abort me. He said, no. Today, what would she have done? It would have just been one more call, one more step, and James Robinson, father of three children, 11 grandchildren, would mm -hmm. never have been born. And that is exactly what's happening to how many other people who could have been in some way a positive blessing in life. So you saw them as treasures. Yes, and they are treasures. And I saw it as I got older. This is the human rights issue of our day because how we treat the littlest members of our society defines the greatness of our society or the destruction at the heart of our society, how we treat the weakest ones. And the most helpless. How we treat our children. You show what the abortion mentality is like. It is, it is, it is, it seems to be heartless, it seems to be dishonest, and it seems to be manipulative. All right, you began to do videos where you showed what is being said. You have one. We want our viewers to see it. You have many on your website. Set this one up for us. Sure. So this video has been going viral now for over nine months online. It's the most viral pro-life video of 2014 and then continuing into 2015. The reason it's been reaching millions of people online and there's thousands of comments through Facebook, for example, saying this changed my mind about abortion is because it actually has women who are pregnant sitting down with late-term abortionists across our country who are operating legally in these clinics and they're talking, the abortionists, about what they're going to do to the child during this abortion. They're being honest for once because they've got this woman and they're trying to basically sell their product and they're describing what they're going to do and they're answering questions. So you're going to actually hear from abortionists themselves what they're doing legally all across their country. All right, this is, this is women who've gone at whatever age they happen to be, they vary, and they're asking about abortion and they want it explained and li listen to what they hear. my heart and my mind, you know, life begins when the mother thinks it begins, not when anybody else thinks it begins. For some women, it's before they conceive. For some women, it's never, even after they deliver, it's still a problem, not a baby. At this point, does it have like all of its organs and all of that stuff? Like, is it already fully It's not developed? fully developed. Um, okay. It doesn't even look like, it doesn't even look like a baby yet. It doesn't? Technically it has its organs, it has parts, like we all have parts, but it's not done. So like does it have a face or um, like all of that stuff? Or? Yeah, kind of, okay. yeah. I mean it has what's developing into. Right, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I don't want you to torture yourself. Really? You cannot do a termination once it's outside of the body. Okay, he has to resuscitate it, and he has to send it to the hospital. Right. That's the law. Okay. But if, that's why a termination is done inside. He does a termination inside, 
And then he removes the pregnancy. So normally he just kills it inside, so that wouldn't be. Well, okay. we don't use the word kill, but. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Or, or terminate. Oh, you guys say terminate. Mm -hmm. Okay, just to make it like. No, just because that's what's happening. Yeah, we, we induce a demise, an intrauterine demise. What does demise mean? Um, death. We use a combination of suction and then real instruments to literally go in and grab and pull pieces out. Okay, okay. Maybe it's usually, that's a little more graphic than I usually describe it. So I'll have a dead baby in me? For three days, yeah. Will it start to decay or something? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's like putting meat in a crock pot, okay? It doesn't get, it doesn't get, but it gets, gets softer. It doesn't get infected or... Okay, you know. so the dead baby in me is like it's meat a, in a crock pot. Pretty much, yeah, kind of much. All right, all right. And a slow and, cooker. Um, to insert the injection, it's going straight into the, um, into the sac and to the pregnancy, okay? It's bottom down. It'll insert through the, the baby's bottom, okay? Okay, if so it's... the head down, it'll be inserted through the head, through the cranium. And then it's just, I mean... Like any shot, you know, like a uh, flu okay. shot or a vaccine, really. Just like a flu shot or vaccine, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's not like you and I, where when we get a flu shot, we're kind of, ooh, not that, that experience yeah. of anxiety and suffering is not, it's not capable of. Okay. And so that, I think, helps us all to feel more comfortable with this. Dear God, I'm so sorry. Oh, God, forgive us as a nation. Oh, God, forgive the medical community and our justice system and our, all of our courts and our Congress and our leaders and our churches and our pastors and our priests and our people for letting something so awful happen to such precious little ones. In Jesus' name, I saw one of your pieces where one of the abortionist doctors said they had to be sure they get all the pieces and they had all the little parts of the baby and they were having to confirm that all the parts of the baby and there was his little arm and his hands and his feet and in his eyes, they showed the little baby's eyes, had to be sure that all the parts to prove that they had taken the entire baby out of the mother. And these things that you're showing are, are graphic, but they're the truth. See, see, the people that don't believe in God can show you the most violent, filthy, obscene, terrible, horrific things, but the truth they can't handle. You see, the people who, who don't believe in nature's God and nature's law are a creator and God the Father they can't tolerate reality. And you, you have shown us reality. And the world needs to see what we're happening. It's hard to imagine what happened in the Holocaust under Hitler, that it could ever happen. But it did happen. And the population basically signed off on it, and the church sang louder while it was going on. The same has happened today. And you started at age nine saying, we want to reverse the trend. This is called 
turning back to God, turning back to truth and life and love, right? And anybody, yes, and anybody can turn back. That's the, that's the message of our movement is that, and that's the redemption of our movement. If you've had an abortion, if you've been involved in an abortion, if you've committed abortions, there's a second chance for you. It's never too late. I was just meeting with an abortionist who became pro-life. He committed over a thousand abortions. And he tells a story about how when his adopted daughter at four years old was hit by a car accident, he held his daughter in his arms and he loved her and she's dying. And she passes away. He goes back to work as an abortionist a month later and he's committing it an abortion and he pulls a piece of the, the body of the baby out and he looks at it and he says, he, he's almost convulses, he almost throws up, he's like, I can't do this anymore. Because he realized he had, a, he had an encounter with the preciousness of life. So it's never too late. And now he's a pro-life activist. Mm -hmm. It's never too late for anyone. And that's the message of our movement for this country. We have to change. We have to change. If we don't change this, what good is economic wealth? What good is protecting our borders against foreign threats. What good is anything if we're slaughtering our children, if we're looking at them as inconveniences? But anybody can change, and that's what we tell. And, and it's exciting to see that video, thousands and thousands of comments and people saying, I was pro-choice and now I'm pro-life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know abortion. this is what abortion was. I can never accept it again. And that's the, the hearts and minds that are changing every day. Two things we have to do, I would say, if we're going to start changing all of this, and they're very personal and intimate. First of all, see ourselves as sons and daughters of God. Mm -hmm. Know that our life has a specific purpose and it's meant for joy and the peace of Christ. And, and believe our meaning and our value, our worth, and teach it to our kids and teach it to our, to our churches and make sure that people know their identities. Because otherwise, they would cast out a life in the womb because they would cast out their own life. They may be materialism, maybe it's a sexual promiscuous, a promiscuous lifestyle, maybe it's a, an addiction to greed or to wealth, whatever it is, we, 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 we spin away our lives sometimes with meaningless things because we don't value our own life before God. So that's the first thing, and then we can love. Then we are filled with the love of God, and then we can radically show the love to everyone around us. That's how you build a pro-life culture. This legalizing what we've done to the babies in the womb has been an onset of what has set off a lot of the disruption and the corruption in our, in our world today. Because when you start out with devaluing life, it, it goes into the even deeper into the home. You devalue, I mean, marriage. Well, if it doesn't work out, we'll get a divorce. We'll get, mm. or just so many things that set the stage mm. because of that one decision. It's such a good point. I mean, the fact that my generation, since 1973, our, all of our lives were a choice in the womb. We could have been thrown away and it wouldn't have mattered. No one would have batted an eye. At least that's what the media claims to say or politicians say, well, it's your right. It's your body, your choice. Therefore, deal with it. You know, no one would have looked on that as, as an issue. And so it's true. I mean, now today there's so much misunderstanding about value mm -hmm. and there's so many disorders that are connected. When we do an undercover investigations at Live Action, we do them and we see the connection of abortion with the sex trafficking industry in this country because they use, send prostitutes, these young girls who are being prostituted to get abortions. The, the, and that's connected to the porn industry. Mm -hmm. We see racism, the racist foundings of Planned Parenthood. We see a lot of other sick ideologies or, or the way that people look at human life because they've devalued the child. So it's not that far an extension to then devalue the woman and the family. Well, you've actually done footage where uh, people were saying they brought in girls that they had brought in underage 
in the sex industry and now they needed an abortion or you wanted the abortions to tell them if they happened to get there, they were there to serve them, even though they knew these were underage and they were being used and also that they're bringing people in that are underage, so they're breaking a law. They know this is an older person that got this young girl, uh, 13 years old, 12, 14, whatever she is, and they're covering that up. So they're not only committing, quote, murder, but they're disregarding the law. They basically not only disregard the law of the value of life, they just disregard law, period. And they were giving all these, because you got the footage of it, where they're telling young girls who are saying, I'm such an age, and they could go ahead and then get an abortion, never deal with the, the pedophilia that's taking place or the abuse that's taking place. Don't report any of that. Just It becomes like a profit mill. It's just a money uh, scheme. And that's what it really looks like. Exactly. Money off of objectifying women and children. And this is led by Planned Parenthood, which is the biggest abortion provider in the country, and they put on this facade of being pro-woman. They're getting half of a billion dollars from taxpayers. And that needs to stop immediately. immediately. And that, we can stop that. Yeah. One thing, I mean, don't, don't even talk about the United States <laughs> and the church being like Babylon, because in Babylon, although they had to go on with their life under this horrible rule, they didn't have a choice. We in America can choose our leaders, choose our legislators, choose the policies, and reject that which is an atrocity. So don't, don't cop out, don't check out, and, and, and get out of the battle because you think it's just going to get tougher and tougher. It's getting tougher and tougher because we're not strong like Lila and we don't stand up for life and truth. Do you thank God for a woman like this that started as a child with a vision for life, and I praise God for you. All right, Lila, if, if somebody wants to get all the information, pass it on in the church, what website again do they go to? So our website's liveaction.org. All the videos, we've been doing this for years, and there's educational videos too, are there. Facebook, we're always putting out news stories, inspiring stories, and exposing stories, both sides of the, of the coin. And then our news website's Live Action News. So please connect with us and, and share this. Everyone needs to see this, young people, pastors, everyone. And pass it on. Pass it on through your social media. We'll be carrying it. You remember stream.org is the new website, stream.org. You ought to go there daily, not only for the news, but the wisdom and insight to have understanding of the times that we not perish for lack of knowledge of the truth and what to do. We want to help you. We'll be featuring her. What she wants to do and say, it'll be there because we want to speak truth to the whole world. Everyone with ears to hear, eyes to see, and hands to help. We're going to do it. Lila, one of the things our viewers love to do, when they see a need they can meet, they literally leap to the opportunity. Listen, listen. Listen to a missionary that basically changed our lives 25 years ago and saving the lives of millions of people because we are connected together and submitted to the head, to Christ. Listen to this missionary's heart and you're going to hear the heart of God and together we're going to be the hands of the Father. We're going to be the answer. Listen to what this missionary says. It will, it will literally move you to be more like God the Father. Life's hard. Life is just so brutally hard for some people. I mean, it is, it's, it's just beyond comprehension what some people go through in their lives and the struggles that they go through. And they just, just to feed their children, just to make it, just to make it through. I mean, all they're trying to do is just find enough food to feed their children. This mother 
wants to provide for her child. Just like you want to provide for your children, there's no difference in her desire. The last thing on earth that she wanted was to end up in this malnutrition clinic with her little boy fighting for his life. That was not part of her desire at all. She's got here because she had no food to feed her child. We can help her though. We can change that. We just have to provide a bowl of food for this child every day and we'll turn the situation around. I want to tell you that it is going to change a child's life here in Africa. It's going to change Paula's life. But the other thing it's going to do is it's going to prevent children from getting into the malnutrition clinic here before they get to the place where he is. When you reach a place that, that Peter referred to as the malnutrition clinic, which we have built, we, when I say we, it's not me and Betty, it's all of us together who watch life. Those malnutrition clinics are the last stage of hope. I've told you many times, if you watch this, when Princess Die, when Lady Die called out to feed the hungry, she was holding a very chubby little Angolan child, a baby, that got fed at one of those centers that we built and provided everything for. And that picture was seen around the world. She said, save life. That baby had been saved by people like you who watched and helped do it. So he's talking about those clinics where we would see the children die. Peter says, we don't want to see them get here. So what we have, and that's in the area right now in Angola, and in, and in uh, Sudan, those two areas right now, where we are seeing children pressed into these clinics because we haven't been able to get them out in what we call the feeding situations. We have 25,000 just in Sudan right now that are facing death. We, we need an emergency surge of support. Then we have 400,000, Betty, in these incredible feeding areas where we see the, the young man you saw in the black shirt, there, there he is on the screen again. That's Luke. That's our grandson. While we're taping this program, our grandson Luke is with his wife of less than a year in Cambodia trying to find places to drill water wells. Right now, he hasn't even been married a year. The same one you saw feeding, but he was feeding at a feeding center where we got 400,000 located in various places. We have to have the help of the viewers to pay for the food to keep the missionaries there. And we've got to raise hundreds and hundreds, even millions of dollars right now. And we do it by one person saying, I'll do this, 30, 50, $100 feeds three, five or 10 children. And our viewers, Betty, are the hope for those children to have a future. Won't you please join with us and help us? This solution is simple. If you'll just give and reach out with hope to these children, to these mothers that so desperately want to care for their children, but they have nothing to offer them. They're hungry themselves. So please join with us and let's feed these children. Well, these ladies, these mothers, many of them have lost a child headed to these clinics and these feeding situations, these, these refuge areas where we're feeding. They have a child die while they're trying to get there. They'll be holding one that's dying. This is so often the case. And we can change it. It can change everything. It is, we have watched it change entire third world nations miraculously with love. So what we're asking you to do, please, and I really feel if you just say, God, what do you want me to do? He's going to want you to extend his hands of love and give those children food. And we can do it. Would you go?
go to lifetoday.org, go online, take your bank card, make the gift God puts on your heart, or, or dial that number, and use that card like a check and make the largest gift you can. Think about this, $100, and I wish you'd give that if you can. We can feed 10 children for the next months. $50, $30, we can feed five or three. Don't think that $30 is too small. For those three children, it's life. For that mother, it's life. Would you please right now make that gift? We have some gifts for you that will bless you. If you will read Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, it will inspire you to see what the body of Christ could look like. It's going to bless you so much. And Heirs to the Kingdom, what an incredible transforming series of teaching. Please give us a chance to bless you as you reach out and bless these that are in such desperate need of an expression of love. Dial the number or go online right now and make the gift God puts on your heart. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. This month, 400,000 children are depending on us for survival. And now in South Sudan, the suffering has intensified and our feeding efforts are desperately needed by an additional 25,000 children. Our mission teams are in place, but your support is critically needed to replenish and distribute food supplies immediately. When you call or go online today and make a life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100, you will provide urgently needed food to three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. As our way of saying thank you, we'll send you Heirs to the Kingdom, four powerful messages on audio CD or USB flash drive. You'll also receive the award-winning book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request The Story, a running narrative Bible to help you engage with God's Word more easily. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. We want to send you Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. Here's my copy. Every page looks like this, underlining and stars and comments. This is so revolutionary. I'll tell you what, when you see how God designed this body, oh, fearfully and wonderfully made, and then what the body of Christ could look like, the great unity in our great diversity is one of the greatest miracles. We need to see that today. Would you say thanks to Lila Rose for the mission she's done? Lila, you are a blessing. And you are a church. And we believe the body of Christ, the church, can correct the course we are. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your support. Thanks for helping us feed those kids.
Introducing Stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org is a new information stream where those concerned about our nation's course can now gather for news, wisdom, and inspiration. Working together, we will see the promise declared in Psalm 46.4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Be sure to visit stream.org, a news site to unite us. To me, it's not, oh, I would go through it again. I would, if I could rewrite history, this would never have happened to me. But it did happen to me. Greg Laurie, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.